So there are these whole sections of the economy like I fundamentally don't understand. And they're divided into two categories, incomprehension but respect and incomprehension and a lack of respect. So a huge amount of the economy is out of sight of the consumer. It's called the B2B or the business-to-business economy. That's where I was as an entrepreneur for about 15 years in the environmental space. And it's invisible, but hugely important, critical, crucial stuff to be going on to improve worker productivity, reduce costs, increase profit, create business growth, and so on. And then there's this whole other section of the economy that I don't understand and fundamentally don't have a lot of respect for. A little, but not a lot. And that's most of them all is like frou-frou stuff. How many handbags? How many shoes? You know, the old cliches, how, how many knickknacks, how much bric-a-brac, how many white elephants do you actually need? How many tchotchkes can clutter up a house, heart, mind, and soul? And in general, like a lot of the daytime TV stuff, I guess it's focused a lot on women. And there's this like Today Show and Good Morning America, which should not be <laughs> Wake Up America. It should be Woke Up America, but that's why I don't have that gig. And I'm I'm here talking to you from the giant ping pong ball of illumination. So there is this whole, I don't really know much about it. Like there's this guy, Matt Lauer. He's this American television journalist. Like that's not much of an oxymoron. He's host of the Today Show. He also contributes to Dateline NBC. He used to be a news anchor for the Today Show back in the 90s. An anchor for WNBC in New York City and a local talk show host in Boston. And um, in, in the realm, in the world in which he works, well, it seems to be pretty gynocentric. I guess women control, what, 80 plus percent of domestic household spending. And therefore, there's a massive amount of the economy that's devoted to them and also devoted to getting as much money in the hands of women as humanly possible to boost economic numbers in the here and now at the expense of capital improvements in worker productivity. Well, it's the usual eat the future to feed the present. So Matt Lauer was fired and boom, it was quick. And I mean, this guy made, what, 15 million a year and uh, was pretty instrumental in his balding, slenderish way in drawing about $500 million worth of advertising worth into uh, uh, NBC, which is why, of course, he got paid so much. And now he's gone, which means that that half a billion dollars of advertising revenue is threatened and the reputation of the show, of everyone associated with him, of the network, of the executives and so on, is tarnished. And again, it's feed the present, starve the future. It's the usual stuff that goes on in the business world these days. I don't think it's endemic to business as a whole. But what happens is because there's so much money forced literally at gunpoint, like give it to the stock market or give it to the taxpayer, it's so much money is herded into the stock market that it sloshes around like this big giant tsunami of vampiric immediate profit seeking material lustiness. And so CEOs, and I've been aware of this, I mean, I, I went through an, uh, an IPO and all of that, and people just go nuts for stock price. And it's because there's so much money sloshing around that people are looking for the tiniest advantage. And if there's any bad news, like it's a complete roller coaster. Way too many people are in the stock market because they're they're herded there. It's become like the gulag archipelago for your money. It doesn't want to be there, but I guess it's better than being in the grave of the tax collectors. So there were a bunch of accusations. We'll start with the statement from Matt Lauer. He says, there are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain I have caused others by words and actions. 
<sighs> oh man, it's <laughs> like I read Donna Brazil's uh, recent book, Hacked. Uh, I may do a review on it. Let me know if you're interested in that below. But uh, sorrow, regret, pain, I have caused nothing. It's all feel, feelings, right? It's all feelings, 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 feelings. Not a shred of morality here. I did immoral things. Uh, I, I did wrong things. I abused people. It's all sorrow, pain, regret, no words, expression, harm. And it's like, these are just feel words. And I guess that's the way it works in, in gynocentric paradise. So he was fired after an NBC employee came forward recently to detail what NBC News Chief Andrew Lack, that's a Dickensian name for you, described as Matt Lauer's, and I quote, inappropriate sexual behavior. I'm just curious, what is appropriate sexual behavior in the workforce? Um, uh, turning off the copier before you squash your gonads on it and photocopy? I don't know. So this apparently began or was alleged to have began at the Sochi. Sochi? I'm terrible with pronunciations. I apologize to Kate Steinle's family. I said Steinler, not Steinle. In 2014. So since then, NBC says that two other women have come forward with complaints. And one has reported to the New York Times that Matt Lauer sexually assaulted her in his office in 2001. Just a little thing. I mentioned this before. But um, NBC executives, including Lauer, have a button under their desk that locks the door. Coming in, sitting down for a meeting, he starts to unbutton his pants, reaches under his desk. You hear a click behind you, and you're locked in. Hmm. But I'm sure nobody approved that. Nobody paid for it. Nobody installed it. Nobody noticed it. Nobody heard about it. <sighs> so what happened was there was, there was an investigation by Variety which revealed this pattern of this alleged lewd, nasty, quasi-sexual or openly sexual behavior. And there are three women who say they have been sexually harassed by Matt Lauer. According to Variety magazine, Matt Lauer once gave a work colleague a sex toy. And there was a, a very explicit note that detailed how exactly he wanted to use the sex toy on her. And another woman says that Lauer said, hey, come into my office. I, I want to show you something. And it turned out that what, did he, want, what he wanted to show her was, was little Matt. I can assume very little Matt. He exposed himself to her. And when the woman said no to his highly non-game sexual advance, advances, she, he, he reprimanded her. And again, that's according to Variety. And he also asked female producers to tell him who they were having sex with, according to this report. He also made known quite clearly which of his many co-hosts he'd most like to screw. And this woman, right, the alleged, the alleged victim, right, she said that Lauer assaulted her sexually assaulted her in his locked office to the point where she fainted, she passed out, and needed medical attention. Now, I gotta basically ask, how on earth is this not known? 
How on earth is this not known? Uh, of course, everyone, of course, claiming, oh, no knowledge. No, 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 right, come in. Now, Laura says that, you know, some of what these allegations are untrue or they're, they're mischaracterized. You know, this is the, um, the Al Franken bullshit non-apology, the BNAP bullshit non-apology. Well, I'm, I'm just, he's, I'm just kind of a huggy person. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if people misinterpreted my, my, my huggy side. I'm I'm sorry that you're, this is a paraphrase, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you all are so crazy and hysterical and insensitive that you can't take a simple hug without turning it into something sexual. I'm sorry you're so crazy, you're hysterical. I mean, that's, boy, talk about adding fuel to the fire. Holy crap. Now, there are a few indications of Matt Lauer's proclivities um, on camera. On camera, one of his co-hosts was uh, on an, interview and and she was said she was asked this like oh you've worked with Matt Lauer for like 15 years what's his most annoying habit and she said he pinches my ass Yeesh. there was a moment in 2006 TMZ released this recently there was a break I think it was a commercial break but this was all being broadcast internal to the network into the affiliates I assume everyone could see it and Lauer is Sitting on a couch and yeah, the cold, creepy face. You can see the creep eruption coming up. And Meredith Vieira, she's a TV personality. She was bending over to get something. And, and he said to her, keep, keep bending over like that. It's a nice view. God. And so NBC now, well, okay, big, big challenge. This guy has been the most visible figure in morning television news. I guess you've got to pick only two out of those three words. And a massively profitable part of the network's news business. And this is like what's going on with CBC, right? So CBS this morning had this uh, this host, (laughs) Charlie Rose, and he was fired just recently. um, Sexual misconduct charges from several women he worked with and so on. And this is is the domino. Started with Weinstein and um, did not start under Obama, right? Did not, you can't really go back further than Obama because social media didn't really have any power back in the day to sort of repeat and amplify and explore these stories. So Obama in 2008, prior to that, I mean, I've been on YouTube since 2006. I was like <laughs> guy number 12 to sign up. And um, it didn't happen under Obama. It happened under Trump. But we'll get to reasons why in a moment. But this is, this is just prominent men who have been taken down by these allegations. I mean, it's crazy, right? So there's, of course, mogul Harvey Weinstein. This was just in the fall. Uh, there's Matt Lauer, of course, former NBC News colleague Mark Halperin, Fox News chief Roger Ailes, primetime host on Fox Bill O'Reilly, NPR public, sorry, NPR newsroom chief Michael Oreskes, and Garrison Keeler. Keeler? Kaler. Keeler? I think it's Keeler. Prairie Home Companion host was cut loose by Minnesota Public Radio because he didn't speak Somali. No, wait, sorry, that's not it. It was an allegation of inappropriate behavior. And this is a very, very big deal. And Lauer's is is very, very quick. And I said at the time that uh, it was so quick that there must have been something pretty bad going on. And there had been in an internal investigation, I'm sure. But hours after Lauer was fined, 
Variety, this magazine, trade publication, I guess, posted what it reported as a two-month investigation. So they had conducted dozens of interviews with staffers who had worked with him, both former and current staffers, and they had asked to remain anonymous. And um, this is these allegations, right? Lauer gave a colleague a sex toy with a note about how he wanted to use it on her, exposed himself to another female co-worker, ask female producers about their sex lives, talk about which co-hosts he wanted to bang. And uh, so my guess is it kind of went down like this, that the NBC brass, like the top people at NBC, found out that this variety expose was about to come out and panicked and uh, got rid of the guy as quickly as humanly possible. And yeah, half a billion dollars in, is threatened at the moment. And it's amazing how quickly people find ethics when they're exposed to scumbags. Um, I've done some videos on that lately. Now, what I find astounding too is that Matt Lauer is now seeking a $30 million payout for being fired. Now, if he was really sorry, I mean, first of all, the guy's pig rich. I mean, he doesn't need more money. But this is $30 million that's going to come out of the salaries and work opportunities and growth opportunities for the women he allegedly assaulted, pillaged, harassed, and left behind. So I don't think he's really sorry if he wants $30 million that's going to be taken away from the opportunities of the women he left behind. I don't know. Now, why didn't this happen under Obama? Well, there's a very simple reason why this didn't happen under Obama. It didn't happen under Obama because Hillary. Because Hillary. And this goes all the way back to the 90s when Bill Clinton uh, was, uh, well, exposed as someone who exposed himself. He had uh, credible allegations of rape against him and sexual harassment and sexual assault. And he settled with Paula Jones for, I think, $850,000 for sexual harassment and exposing himself and so on. And the feminists, of course, had a choice at that point that they could then live by their values. Because the feminists say, and I, I actually kind of agree with this, that when you're in a big power disparity position, it's kind of tough to ask a woman out. Let's say you're the boss and she works for you, like she's your secretary and you ask her out. It's not great. It's not great. You really should go and try and find your dates elsewhere because... It is a power imbalance situation. And there's no bigger power imbalance situation than between the president of the United States, leader of the free world, most powerful man in the world, and a 22-year-old intern who he's requesting a blowjob from and inserting a cigar into her vagina. And God knows what else. Actually, God probably would turn away in disgust. Only Satan would know and probably rejoice, caper, and dance. So the feminists decided to side with Clinton and with Hillary, and when Hillary went on this um, attack, the tramps kind of thing, like they're, they're all tramps, they're all whores, and there was a famous statement um, that, that uh, oh, if you drag a $100 bill through a trailer park, it's amazing what you can't pick up, and this, you know, attack the women and so on. And this happened recently to the woman who Al Franken had the picture of him, him groping. Oh, well, she, she posed in lingerie, so, so what? The whole point is, according to feminists, is that Short skirts is not a defense against sexual assault. Doesn't mean that the man can say, well, she was wearing a short skirt. She was, I mean, come on. So because Hillary and Bill have dominated the Democrat Party for the last, last number of decades, 
there has been an immunization against accusations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and so on. This has been going on for decades. This is the price that women have paid for the feminist siding with Hillary for the basic reason that Bill Clinton was willing to keep abortion legal. So because the feminists, largely leftists, it's just socialism in granny panties, but um, because the feminists wanted to keep the right of abortion for women to undermine sexual market value of women to make them anxious and depressed to perhaps harm their health and to make them far less marriable to destroy the family and thus have people dependent on the state uh, rather than on husbands uh, to have women dependent on the state. It's a whole dismantled family to erect a giant state with an eventual scaffold in the place of the grave of the family. Because the feminists decided to defend Bill, they gave up any moral right or any desire or thirst to pursue sexual harassment and then, of course, when they think they use sexual harassment to try and oppose Clarence Thomas's nomination through Anita Hill, uh, it became a weapon which was political. And because they wanted to defend the Democrats and they wanted to um, work towards getting Hillary into the White House, they had to defend Bill. They had to ignore any accusations against him. And then what happened was, for decades, women have been struggling under this uh, meaty, grabby, horrible, mostly left-wing patriarchy. I'm a couple of Fox people in there as well, but O'Reilly does strain and strive against these allegations. He has to have proof against them, and they weren't as serious as certainly anywhere close to Weinstein's. So this is, they, they can, by supporting Bill Clinton, by supporting Hillary Clinton, they created a magic shield for these abusers to continue doing their horrible work, their degrading, humiliating, uh, assaulting on women work for decades, since the 90s, for decades. And I think that women should feel enormously betrayed by the lack of attention and the open defense. Right? There was one prominent feminist who said about Bill Clinton, hell, I'd give him a blowjob in the Oval Office if it meant keeping Roe v. Wade going. Blowjobs for dead babies. What a timeline. And of course, the Democrats want to keep money flowing to women. And in particular, they want to keep money flowing from married women through hypertaxation to unmarried women, and in particular, uh, unmarried mothers, single mothers. And this is sort of foundational to sexual market value. See, the reason why single motherhood was considered so bad in the past was that before the welfare state, if a woman became pregnant, a teenager, whatever, out of wedlock, she was unmarriable. And the woman would then have to go live with her parents and they'd have to pay to raise the child and she would never get a husband. And so families had a direct financial incentive to maintain control over teenage sexuality, you know, shotgun weddings. If you get her pregnant, you get, you know, keep your legs crossed and uh, know you, if you have a man in your room uh, at college, you have to have the door open, you have to have both feet on the ground at all times and so on. And so there used to be an incentive for society to control sexuality. And uh, I think that can go a little bit too far, as we see in some cultures around the world, but it can also go not far enough. And so a woman getting pregnant out of wedlock destroyed her sexual market value because men don't want to invest resources in another man's child. Soy boys, I guess, maybe do because that's the best they can hope for. But, um, you know, any kind of man who's got any self-worth and self-pride does not want to pour his precious and scarce resources into raising another man's bastard. I mean, <laughs> come on. And plus, it's a bad idea. Because so much of personality is genetic that if you have 
Uh, like if there's a single mom with a kid, you have an irresponsible woman and you have an irresponsible man. Genetically, most likely you're going to have a tendency towards an irresponsible kid, which is going to be a hell of a thing to raise. So there used to be a lot of control over sexuality. Now, if you give free abortions and the welfare state, then the restraints over female sexuality dissolve, the family dissolves, and the sexual market value of women maintains itself despite the fact that they have another kid. Because now what happens is children used to be a liability, but with the welfare state, they become an asset because when you have more kids, you get more money through the welfare state and you can support a boyfriend and you can, you have money. So it raises the sexual market value of women who are participating in the destruction of the nuclear family. And that's a very, very big deal. Sexual market value is kind of everything. And when you mess with it through the welfare state and through other things, you really do undermine human society. And it is not long before a massive and entirely unpleasant correction needs to take place or will take place mathematically, whether people like it or not. So, yeah, I mean, this, the, all of this stuff that's coming out, this is why these guys opposed Trump so much, because Trump was not tainted by Bill Clinton. Oh, you know, a couple of pictures with them and so on, but he's not tainted, come on, he's not tainted by Bill Clinton to the degree to which Hillary is tainted by Bill Clinton. So all of the sexual predators in power knew for sure that their blanket immunity, which they had enjoyed since the 90s, since the feminists decided to stop attacking sexual harassers in order to protect the welfare state and the right to murder unborn children, once the feminists created a human shield, a, an ovary shield, an estrogen shield around sexual predators to protect Bill Clinton, then, of course, it was free run for these power mongers on Women, because the media is so left-wing too, right? That the media wasn't going to start unraveling this. Because and, and this call came out because Hillary lost power. If Hillary had gained power, there's no way any of this stuff would have come out because the moment these dominoes start going down, they lead straight to Bill Clinton, which leads straight to Hillary and her attack on Bill Clinton's accusers and her enablement and support of Bill Clinton and his sexual predations. So the reason why the media as a whole was so opposed was that the media is full of sexual predators. Hollywood, full of sexual predators, and not just on adults, but on children as well, according to Corey Feldman, who I think is very credible. And I believe academia is, the sports world is. We're starting to see this stuff come out in politics, too, with the Conyers case. And for God's sakes, people, unseal the deals. This all needs to come out. This all needs to be known. These people are hugely compromised otherwise, and there's no one more dangerous than a compromised politician other than perhaps a compromised pope. So this is why these major mainstream media personalities, the, the people all over the... And, and, and this is why the people who opposed Trump the most seem to be the most exposed in these areas. It's not a one-to-one -one correlation to me. It's a, it's a trend, but it's not an inconsequential trend. This is why. And you, you can watch the interview of Matt Lauer grilling Bill O'Reilly about Bill O'Reilly's sexual, alleged sexual indiscretions and so on. And I mean, how it's come out. Come on. Come on. I mean, this is why they had to desperately get Hillary into the White House and why Trump represented a threat to everyone and everything. If Hillary was in power, Matt Lauer would never have been exposed, in my view. And Matt Lauer generates a half a billion dollars for NBC, or helps to. You don't think people will do quite a lot for that amount of money? And now it's all beginning to come out. And it's so funny. It's so funny. Because 
the people who supported Trump were called part of the war on women. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Those of us who knew what was going on with the feminists and with their protection of Bill Clinton knew that anyone who got into power who was not compromised or associated with Bill Clinton in the age of social media, all of this was going to be seen. All of this was going to unravel. And the leftist estrogen shield, the cover-ups, the running cover for sexual predators in power would finally end. And the patriarchy that they supposedly feared these feminists, but which they actually supported and enabled, the rape culture that they claimed they feared, but in many ways they actually supported and enabled, would finally be brought down. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Please help out the show. No ads. freedomainradio.com slash donate.